0: I want to let you know that, you know, if you are struggling right now with your creativity, if you're feeling like you're just kind of going through the motions and you're making for making sake and you have kind of lost a little bit of that purpose, it's totally something that you can rediscover and find again. Welcome to A Creative Odyssey. I'm Ellie Ride. I'm a designer, an entrepreneur and online educator obsessed with all things design, quilting and creative business. Whether you're a seasoned quilter or you're just starting out, whether you're passionate about design and textiles or whether you're a creative business geek who loves to nerd out on all the moving parts that go into making a creative business thrive, you are in the right place. I'm excited to share insights from my creative odyssey with you as I navigate design, creativity and growing an online business on this journey as a creative entrepreneur. Are you ready to explore the possibilities of design and discover the world of creative business? It's time to embark on a creative odyssey. Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of A Creative Odyssey. I'm excited to be here with you today talking about how we can move from that design phase of creating a quilt pattern into the right phase itself. So, if you have heard me talk before about the design process that I follow, I follow a design process whereby I start out by seeking really unique sources of inspiration. And once we've kind of gotten to that stage of coming up with a unique design idea that we want to turn into a quilt pattern, then that's when we start to think about how can we go about writing this quilt pattern. Well, just to start, I want to talk about why you might want to turn your design into a quilt pattern in the first place. There's a couple of reasons really. One of them is that you want to have a documented process to keep track of your designs so this is something that you could do either for yourself personally you might be creating a quilt that you want to potentially recreate down the down the down the track sometime or you might be wanting to create a quilt pattern writing it down so that you can share it with somebody else and they are going to be making it and obviously then the next logical step to this as well is well if I'm making a quilt pattern and I'm trying to hand off this information to somebody else why am I not going about it in a way that I can create it into a paid product that then I can potentially start to use to grow my own creative business? This is kind of like that logic track that I'm talking about. I want to talk to you today about a couple of my students, Deb and Allison, as well, who have been down this track too. And I also want to make sure that if you haven't got a copy of it yet, that you have the chance to download my guide, Seven Steps to Grow a Cool Pattern Design Business. And I'm going to let you know how to access that just shortly. But first up, I want to share a story with you about Deb. So Deb's one of my students. She joined me for Quilt Design Code, my program, last year. Deb's a retired graphic designer. So professionally in her career, she's always been creative. She's always been making things. And she retired a couple of years ago, and she found that she was enjoying her retirement. Absolutely, you know, all of that freedom that comes with being able to choose what you do all day, every day. And so Deb would wake up in the morning and she would have a cup of coffee and read the newspaper for half an hour, maybe. And then she started to realize over time that this half an hour of newspaper reading and coffee kind of bled into an hour or two hours of her day. And I guess Deb kind of started feeling that itch again, you know, that itch of how can I get back to doing what I was doing before? How can I really deep, dig deep into my own creative my own creativity and my own resources and start to grow something that's really giving me that focus back, giving me that purpose back, finding that purpose in retirement that I might be missing right now. So this might be something that resonates with you, whether you are recently retired, about to retire, maybe you have that kind of fear of I'm gonna retire, I'm gonna have all this time on my hands, what am I gonna do with myself? Something that Deb found In her retirement was quilting and quilt pattern writing and she really got that purpose to her creativity back through pursuing this idea of creating a digital asset a creative document a quilt pattern that she wrote as a professional pdf document that could become a digital asset in her creative business she leveraged her existing skills from her professional career as a designer and brought those across into her very own enterprise, which she started to undertake as a retired person. So I want you to think just now for a little minute, what skills do you have that you learn in your profession or in your career or in your day job that you're doing right now, whether you're retired or not? You know, maybe you had jobs in the past and you think, wow, you know, I'm pretty good at spreadsheets or I'm really good at teaching people things or I'm great at creating frameworks to explain steps to somebody else or I'm really good at creating layouts or whatever it is, any of those skills that you've got. Think about how you might be able to translate some of those skills into a new realm, this realm of creative business, of quilt pattern writing, maybe of teaching online, all those kinds of things that could come along, these possibilities that open up when you start to think about How else can I find purpose in my passion which is related to quilting, okay? Looking to write your first or your next unique quilt pattern? Feeling like you just don't know where to start or that the list of things that you need to do is just too long? Are you worried your design idea isn't unique enough? Grab a copy of my free guide, Seven Steps to Grow a Quilt Pattern Design Business and I'll take you through all the steps to design, write and sell a unique quilt pattern so you can build your confidence as a designer, skip that overwhelm, and start on the path to growing a thriving creative business. Your very first step is to head to aliride.com slash guide to get your copy today. It's time to stop dreaming and time to start doing. I can't wait to see what you're going to create. Something that you might be thinking about if you are thinking about writing a quilt pattern is what are the technical skills that I'm going to need to have writing a quilt pattern? So obviously there are some things that go into writing a quilt pattern and those include, you know, knowing what those elements are that go into a quilt pattern itself. And if you do grab a copy of the 7 Steps to Grow a Quilt Pattern Design Business Guide, it's a free guide. You can find the link to that below this in the description or in the show notes if you're listening to this Through your podcast provider. In there, I give you a list of those elements that do go into a successful quilt pattern. Things like the cover page where you're including a an overall idea of what the final quilt's gonna look like. You're including the cutting diagrams, you're including the assembly diagrams, you're including maybe a colouring page for people to get inspired and create their own colorway for your quilt pattern. You're including things like the yardage requirement, all of those elements that go into a successful quilt pattern. So you can grab a copy of that list there, seven steps to grow a quilt pattern design business, and part of that is included the list of elements that you need to include in a successful quilt pattern. Other technical hurdles that you might come across in terms of quilt pattern design is, you know, what software do I need to use to create this quilt pattern? My my real idea about this is that for any job that you're going to do in whatever field it is, use the right tool for the job, whether you are doing lots and lots of baking in your kitchen, get the baking tool that you need. Don't just try and, you know, patch it all together using the tools that you probably could use for something else. I don't know if you're rolling out a lot of dough instead of using a wine bottle every time, get the proper tool for the job, get a rolling pin, you know what I mean? Same in quilting. Are you doing a lot of precision cutting? Then you probably want to upgrade from a pair of scissors and get the proper tool for the job, which is a rotary cutter. So there's another example that we can think about. And the same goes when it comes to software as well. So I hear a lot of people who have tried to create a quilt pattern in the past. They get super frustrated when they try to use a program like Microsoft Word to create their quilt pattern. Yes, you can write a quilt pattern in Microsoft Word, but is it the right tool for the job? Not necessarily. So, the right tools for the job, in my opinion, are to use industry standard software, which is Adobe Illustrator and Adobe InDesign. So, these are two different types of software uh, that serve different purposes in the quilt pattern writing process. So, Adobe Illustrator is the software that you use to create diagrams, images, You're using it to create the overall layout of your quilt pattern. You're using it to design different elements inside your quilt pattern. And then this is enabling you to create all of those assets that then go into the professional document that you're creating, the actual quilt pattern itself. And that you put together inside Adobe InDesign. So this is a software that is built specifically to do layout. So think anything like magazines that you've ever bought, all those kinds of professional laid out documents, books, magazines, Um, very highly technical documents, they are laid out in a program called Adobe InDesign. And this program is specifically built to, to enable you to create a very smooth and streamlined workflow when you're creating a technical document like a quilt pattern. This is not just some, you know, couple of steps written down on a scrap of paper. You know, a quilt pattern design, when it's probably written, is a professional document. It is created and crafted with a lot of care in terms of the technicalities that go into it. of the calculations for the yardage uh, and how you cut it out of the yardage, how you cut out all of the pieces from the yardage. How do you assemble this together? So it's a really concise and precise set of instructions to recreate your design. Think about for a moment the last time that you got something new. You know, you opened up the box and the first thing you did was probably look at the front page of the instructions and chuck them away because nine times out of ten, the instructions that we've received for things are not the best written. And they are probably not written with the end user in mind, which is something that I'm going to talk about in just a moment, is writing your quilt pattern with the end user in mind. But just for now, let's focus on that technical side of the design document itself. You know, this quilt pattern design that we've come up with, we want to create the instructions that are going to set somebody up for success. They're going to purchase their quilt pattern. They're going to get started. They're going to get stuck in. You want to give them the smoothest sailing that they could possibly have in creating your quilt pattern. And that includes writing concise and complete instructions for them to follow. Think about IKEA instructions. This is always my go-to because I am always just fascinated by the fact that they have a whole department of people who are into writing the instructions only for their furniture construction, right? So you can go to an Ikea anywhere in the world. You can pick up a box of components and you can open up a document which has no words in it, pretty much no words in it. If you think about it, it's all described to you in step-by-step diagrams of how to construct sometimes very complicated pieces of furniture, So think about how those instructions are conveying that information to you. It's very concise. It's very specific and very legible and accessible to all people. You don't don't need to have a language. You don't need to read it in English or in German or in Italian or any other language. You are reading it visually through those instructions, those diagrams that are created. So being able to get to that level is, you know, kind of an extreme sport, if you like, But something that I do try to aspire to with my quilt pattern writing is to see how few words I can include. You know, can I say this better with a diagram? Can I say this better with a short video that I can link to inside the quilt pattern itself? This is what you can achieve inside Adobe Illustrator. It is impossible to create the level of detail in diagrams that you need inside a program like uh, Word, for example, or even PowerPoint or uh, even Canva. You know, Canva is a great free online tool. There are paid levels as well, but I would say that within Illustrator, you can get that precision and real completeness of diagrams that you can create only in this type of software. So that's kind of a little bit about those technical, technical sides of things. Oftentimes when we approach a new software or something, you know, technical that we need to learn, I don't know about you, but I, I speak to a lot of people and the tech side of things is something that really kind of creates that feeling of overwhelm, like, oh, I need to um, overcome this. How How can I learn this new software? You know, I've had bad experiences in the past, et cetera, et cetera. It's really about embracing learning, you know, embracing that learning curve that's going to come with learning a software like Adobe Illustrator or Adobe InDesign and knowing that putting that time in upfront in learning this right tool for the job is going to pay off in the long run and also obviously getting some expert tuition along the way also helps you know yes you can hunt and peck all over the internet and watch a whole bunch of youtube videos but they are not going to teach you in kind of a sequential way the way that you would go about creating a quilt pattern for example it's such a specific use case that a program like adobe illustrator that people use for all kinds of things from designing billboards to coming up with detailed diagrams for technical documents you know There's a whole gamut, a whole range of use cases for Adobe Illustrator. So having somebody guide you through it from a point of view of we need to use this tool specifically for the use case of quilt pattern writing, that's a whole different level as well. I want to talk to you a little bit about Alison. Alison's one of my students as well. She started out on this journey of becoming a quilt pattern designer. And before when she started out, she really had passion for quilting, obviously, like we all do She had a passion, she had this vision for an applicable pattern that she wanted to create and spoiler alert, she absolutely nailed it. She started out though, without even owning a laptop to run Adobe Illustrator on. She didn't have the tech itself, like literally the physical hardware. She did not have that. And using her own resourcefulness, Allison was able to come up with the hardware. She found a laptop that she could use to download Adobe Illustrator and get started on this. So, you know, that's that's like really at the very beginning, one of those technical hurdles that you might need to overcome. And I want to let you know that Alison, as resourceful as she is, you are as resourceful as she is too. This is something that you can do. This is something that you can learn. It is not something that is, uh, you know, beyond achievable for you. If Alison can do this, you can too. And like I said, Alison has successfully managed to navigate finding a laptop, navigate, installing and downloading Adobe Illustrator with guidance. You know, she has worked through creating her quilt pattern. She's putting the finishing touches on it now as we speak. She is about to release this quilt pattern out into the world. And it is super exciting to see the progress that Alison has made when she kind of really shifted her mindset from, oh, I could never do that to, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'm going to give this a real shot and I'm going to overcome those technical hurdles that I think are in front of me. And she did it. If Alison can do it, you can absolutely do this as well. Something that you might like to think about is, you know, one one of those barriers that I do think that I have when it comes to technology or learning a new software like Adobe Illustrator, what kind of a plan can I put in place to overcome those? Does it look like, you know, sitting down for an hour or two hours a week and learning how to use the software? Does it look like, setting aside some savings to be able to invest in buying a laptop that you might not have right now? Does it look like uh, really taking that time to study different kinds of instructional documents that you can find around the home or in your local library or in your local, uh, wherever you're working, you know, your local organization, checking out what those are and really tapping into finding what those resources are. What are the barriers that you have in front of you and how can you create a plan to overcome those? All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit about how important it is to understand your audience when, you, when it comes to designing a quilt pattern. So oftentimes we kind of think, okay, yeah, great. I've got this fantastic idea for a quilt. I've done the design phase of this. I really want to get it out into the world and I want to be able to create this amazing set of concise instructions for them. But who is this someone? Who am I creating this quilt pattern for? So taking that time to really step back and think about, okay, who am I creating this set of instructions for? Who is it that I'm trying to convey this information to? Is it a beginner quilter who has never sewn a quilt before? Is it somebody who comes from a sewing background, but they've never tried quilting before? Is it somebody who might be familiar with traditional piecing, but they're trying foundation paper piecing for the first time? So really having a little understand, you know, taking that time to really understand your audience and designing the quilt pattern, catering to their experience level and their needs is absolutely essential in coming up with a successful quilt pattern because you know it, I know it, we've probably all experienced it when you sit down to make something. This could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be a quilt pattern. It could be, you know, another piece of furniture that's not IKEA, for example, or Something that comes along and you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and do this. And then you realize that, oh, okay, well, they didn't explain to me that I needed the screwdriver. So now I'm going to have to stop what I'm doing. I have to go and get the screwdriver and find the screwdriver. Or, uh, okay, yep, this is great. This recipe has got everything here. It's listed everything that I need, all of the ingredients. And step one is you need some specific type of tool that they didn't tell you that you need. So you've gotten everything out and you're ready to go. The oven's warming up. And you can't complete the task or the activity because you didn't, they didn't explain to you that you needed this one piece of equipment to get started with. You know, that kind of frustration level, that's something that we want to avoid for our clients. And so setting them up for success with the quilt pattern, for me, it really means understanding what their needs are, understanding what their experience level is, and tailoring your quilt pattern writing your quilt pattern specifically to that person not only does that allow you to create this higher level of connection with them, it also sets them up for a really, that really smooth sailing that we talked about, right? They're going to sit down, they're going to execute quilt pattern. It's going to be a pleasurable experience for them to complete this quilt pattern. And then guess what? They're going to be coming back to you and looking for your next quilt pattern and your next one and your next one, right? So this is kind of setting up that idea of Uh, An initial customer and encouraging them to be a repeat customer is something that you want to look at in your business too, just from a higher business level point of standpoint there. I want you to start thinking about how you can get an idea about who it is that you would like to write your quilt pattern for. Are you a beginner quilter and you would like to start to look at your own creative process through the lens of quilt pattern writing? So whether you're a beginner quilter or a more experienced quilter, a way to really examine how you make and the process by which you go about making your quilts is to try and explain it to somebody else, right? To sit down and write out those steps and say, okay, what is it that I need this other person to understand about what, that, what I do in order for them to be able to complete this quilt pattern without that frustration that we, we talked about earlier? So that comes down to knowing who you're designing your quilt pattern for. And whether you're a beginner quilter or a more experienced quilter, you know, even if you are a beginner quilter, you can absolutely write a quilt pattern for other beginners as well. You know, you're in that beginner mindset. You know, you've you've got that fresh experience in your mind about what it's like to approach a quilt pattern and get to the stage where you don't really understand what the steps are because the pattern that you're following doesn't quite have enough level of detail for you to support you as that real beginner level. So thinking back to those experiences that you've had yourself and thinking about how you can incorporate that information into your own quilt patterns, that's one way that you can really demonstrate that you have understood who you're writing your quilt pattern for and you're catering to their experience level. So an example of this might be, for example, a more intermediate or an advanced quilt pattern. You might get to the end of the quilt pattern and there might just be a very short section which says, you know, um... Create the quilt sandwich. uh, You know, quilt as desired, and finish with uh, hand hand finished binding, for example. Gives a very high level overview of those of those steps of finalizing the quilt itself. And if you come across those as a beginner quilter, you're thinking, "Well, what is my preferred method of binding? What is my preferred method of quilting? How do I make this quilt sandwich?" So those are all questions that a beginner quilter might have that maybe an intermediate or a more advanced quilter might not have. So if you're writing a quilt pattern for a beginner quilter, you probably want to include some more comprehensive instructions on those finishing steps themselves, as opposed to kind of creating that bigger picture overview, which you might include in a, in a quilt pattern for a more intermediate or an advanced quilter. So just starting to think about that, putting yourself in the shoes of your avatar or your ideal client your ideal customer, the person who's going to be executing your quilt pattern when they get it into their hands. So I'd love to ask you to grab your guide right now, your seven steps to grow a quilt pattern design business. This guide is going to help you start to plan out your quilt pattern. What are those elements that need to go into that quilt pattern? What are the steps that you need to include? What kinds of instructions you need to include for the person that you're writing this quilt pattern for? So taking that time up front to think about who it is that you are writing your quilt pattern for in the first place. So, what I want to let you know about next is that after we kind of go through this design phase, and in this episode we talk specifically about that kind of quilt pattern writing phase, the next step in all of this is, you know, preparing to showcase your work and preparing to start to sell your quilt pattern if that's the path that you're taking with this quilt pattern itself. Next episode, I'm going to be covering this sales phase of quilt patterns. And you can join me as long as you're subscribed and you like this episode you are going to be notified the next time that I go live for this. So make sure that you do subscribe or like wherever you're listening on, whichever podcast network you're listening through. Or if you're watching me on YouTube, make sure you click the subscribe button and the bell to be notified at the bottom of this video. You can find all of the links that I've referred to here in this episode down in the show notes or in the description below this video. And I want you to really start thinking about who it is that you're going to be writing quilt patterns for, what kinds of instructions you're going to be able to include in your quilt pattern for them. And also thinking about, you know, what might those next steps look like to start to sell these as well before we get together again in the next episode to talk about that in a little bit more detail. Don't forget to think about your plan as well in overcoming those technical hurdles that you might think that are in front of you. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Those technical hurdles are totally overcomeable. Is that even a word? They are totally passable, surmountable, and you are going to be able to create the designs that you want to see in the world and write the types of quilt patterns that are going to support the people that you want to support as they're making their very own iteration of your design. I mean, how exciting is that? If you haven't already got your copy of the guide, make sure you click on the link in the description or in the show notes and grab your copy so that you can begin your journey into quilt pattern design and writing as well. I'd love for you to to describe to subscribe for exclusive content and updates for future episodes all around quilting and creative entrepreneurship. I want to let you know that, you know, if you are struggling right now with your creativity, if you're feeling like you're just kind of going through the motions and you're making for making sake and you have kind of lost a little bit of that purpose, it's totally something that you can rediscover and find again, just like Deb did. And if you're coming up against those tech hurdles and you feel like it's all a bit too much, I'm here to let you know that if Allison could do it, if Allison's resourcefulness is a great example of how you can go about changing your mindset towards those technical hurdles looking out for the opportunities where you can you know overcome those hurdles whether that's scheduling yourself a couple of hours a week where you just look into how can i go about doing this what kinds of software do i need what kinds of hardware do i need what laptop do i need Uh, how can i start to learn adobe illustrator how can i start to put this all together I totally believe in your resourcefulness. I know that you can do this and you've got Deb and Allison as some great examples of of, uh, people who have done this before as well. All right. Once again, if you would like to grab the guide, Seven Steps to Grow a Cool Pattern Design Business, you can find those links in the show notes or in the description below. And I'm excited to talk to you in the next episode all about how we can move from that designing and writing phase into the selling phase and start to get our work out into the world and in front of amazing quilters who are just going to light up when they get to make your amazing creative pattern into a new quilt for themselves or for somebody that they love. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Have a great time and I will see you soon. Bye for now.